0: Hello fellow Nellie fans, it's Cal Wilson here. I co-hosted on episode two of Dear Nelly. I'm really thrilled to be part of the live show. Dear Nelly, at the Brunswick Ballroom on April the 1st with Scott Breen and Harley Breen and the woman we all adore, Nellie Thomas. I'm also really excited about my own show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's called supposedly... That's right, I'm saying supposedly and not supposedly. If you come to the show, you'll find out why. It's on at Swiss Club from March the 29th to April the 23rd. I would love to see you there, supposedly. No, actually, I, I would love to see you there, genuinely, actually. Supposedly. Hi everyone, today we are joined by
1: special guest star Wes Snelling, who some of you may know as his cabaret, comedy, alter ego, Ms. Tina Del Twist. Wes comes to this conversation, like many of you, as a long-term single. While he had an early significant relationship in his late teens and 20s and has had dalliances and dates and very strong friendships, Golden Girls style, Wes hasn't been in a long-term romantic relationship for 23 years. He and I talk about the ups and downs of that, how much he loves living alone, and how at the age of 40, he decided to marry himself. Now, before you think that's a joke, listen to his story, and I promise you'll be moved, you'll probably be empowered, and you'll possibly book yourself a resort in Vietnam. Wes and I talk first dates, having a love-hate relationship with yourself, and how exhausting that can be, and we take some incredible listener calls. We take one call on how to get comfortable having sex with a new person after a long-term relationship and another from a straight woman who employed a male sex worker to get her mojo back. This episode is raw, it is real, it is funny and it just happens to be with one of my favourite humans on the planet. I know you'll love Wes as much as I do. Enjoy.
2: Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, some help would be nice, dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point
3: of view, dear Nelly, there's a
2: lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it
1: All right, welcome to Dear Nelly: Sex, Relationships, and Dating from the Other Side of Forty. And we are joined today by a very special guest by the name of Da 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 Wes Nelly. Oh, Special guest, you are. A, I mean, everyone's special, but you're specialer. Oh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> you yes. are. You're my but you're am I special. A guest? Yes, yep, you're. You're course. a guest co-host. Yes, you're a comedian. You're a musician. You're a producer. You are a renaissance man, correct?
4: <laughs> I mean, sure.
1: <laughs> do you know yes. what? In year 12, let's take the opportunity to talk about me for a second. Yeah. Um, I was very proud to win at Meriden Senior High School the Best All-Rounder Award.
4: <gasps> I was one of those.
1: You know, social, emotional, academic, sporting, whatever. Yeah. You like the best all-rounder in comedy, I reckon. You can do it all.
4: Mm.
1: Agreed? I don't like
4: I, I don't like compliments. <laughs> Is it a compliment?: though? It's a massive no. compliment.
1: Listeners, he really does hate compliments. I've known Wes for 20 years. I don't think
4: you've ever accepted a compliment. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. no but I do I, but I do like doing all-round things. Yes, yeah, I don't think I could do one thing. No, I'd go nuts. You
1: like the variety. Yes, yes. yeah. Now we always start the podcast by talking about your relationship history <laughs> you <laughs>
4: I love that you think I've got one.
1: <laughs> well, I know you haven't. Yeah. And that's why I'm laughing, <laughs> and so are you. You are what I would call LTS, long-term single.
4: Yes. All
1: right, so how long have you been single for?
4: Gosh, I'm f- 45. I reckon I've been si- – it depends what you call single.
1: Indeed. Is
4: that, that might be a deeper discussion. Yeah. But I have been technically single since I was 22. 20-
1: Sure. Okay, so 23 years.
4: Yeah. And I guess we'll course, define. You did the math well.
1: Yeah. No, it's good. best all rounder, mate. Yeah. We'll define single as not in a long-term relationship. Correct. That doesn't mean you haven't had relationships, dalliances, dates, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But long-term single. So what are, because there's a lot of people listening who are long-term single. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the cohort that is least talked about in this space. So I would like to talk to you about like what are the good things about being long-term single, and what are the negative things?
4: Mm-hmm. Press go.
1: Yeah, go.
4: <laughs> 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 Which one? Which one?
1: All right, well, let's start with the negative and okay. then go to the positive. All like, right. what, what are the stereotypes about being long-term single and do they apply to you? How do you feel about them?
4: It's hard to actually just speak negative or positive and keep it that. like, Yeah, it, clean. Because I think I, I think it's um, – it's like travelling overseas when you have a good day and a bad day and everything's heightened. Yes. All the time. Yes. Um, I don't feel I feel that's just me moving in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just do a big poo.
1: Well, the stereotypes the idea of being a confirmed bachelor, you know, in your in your forties, the yeah. stereotype the main stereotype would be that you're lonely.
4: Yes. Confirmed bachelor is an interesting term, yes, by the way, indeed. because it, because it's like it's not it's not necessarily. Um, I feel like I choose it, but I don't. Um, I, I I guess the thing is things like spooning, yeah, someone in bed, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, I hate sharing my bed. Yes. So, that's what I mean about it can't be negative. Like, that's a negative and a positive because it's like, get out of my bed. Like, I can't. I would want to have, if I was in a relationship, I would want to have separate beds. Mm -hmm. Like, my nans, Stunner and Bill um, Mm -hmm. and Pop.
1: So, the two Um, king singles in the same room. I'd
4: even go as far as to say separate houses. Like, I would go as far as, like, you you know, um, Tim um, Burton and Helena Bonham Carter when they had, like, separate houses and a tunnel underneath. Yes, Um,
1: That is – there's actually a term for that. It's called LAT. It's called living apart together. Yeah. And there is actually a very big movement. I mean, that's my situation too. Lauren and I don't live together. Yeah. And both of us like that. Yeah. You know, like that you get to keep your independence. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But I I hear you and I think it's becoming more common. The fastest growing household in Australia is single-person household. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a shitload of people who are – even if they're not single, they're living alone and we don't talk about it.
4: And we sh- – I mean, it's so interesting, is that Because I have uh, – there are people in my family who live alone. Uh, I just love living alone. I just yes. love it. I just love it. Like yeah. I don't – going back to the negative side, um, you know, there's not someone there, I guess, to check on you. Yeah. Every day. And I don't mean, like, whether you're alive. No. I mean, like...
1: How are you going? As simple as
4: things like, oh, my God, like, I got sunburnt on Sunday. Yeah. Pride March. And, yeah. you know, I don't have anyone to turn around to to go, am I peeling?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you did to me last night. <laughs> I did to you last <laughs> night. I've got friends. <laughs> yes. You do that, but... Yeah. Um, but there's something, that there's familiarity, that sort of checking in, or I've noticed, I mean, this is not hot, but, you know, I've noticed your mould's changed. Or yeah. I've noticed, you know, this – You, if you live with someone, you, you have a different have level of intimacy. You have a dialogue yeah. all the time. Yeah.
4: And and that could also be about – I'm actually thinking at the moment a lot about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, depression and anxiety in terms of – because I suffer depression and mm. – suffer. I don't like the word suffer. but mm. Live the, with. Live with depression and anxiety. And I, I go, if, if I were with someone every day on a daily basis mm. – would that change things on the level of going, uh, you know, if you wake up and get out of bed, mm. then sometimes that can actually help. Yes. You know, you don't get caught in your own head all the time. Yes, yeah. Because um,
1: you've got to deal with someone else in your space. Yes. I mean, conversely though, you could go, I have to wake up and have someone in my space. Yes, you Know, like it's it's a kind of double edged sword. Well, isn't also, it? I
4: wouldn't want to be in a relationship just so that they have to deal with my bloody depression. <laughs> <anxiety. laughs> so, you marry your therapist, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, that's <laughs> yes. not the reason. But, no, if I was thinking about uh, the people in my life who are in relationships mm. on a daily basis, like my brothers, my mm. you know, a dad, like, yeah, like just the people who are, yeah, a lot of it's about well, we're up now, we're doing this, we've got yes. this, we've got a rule, we've got before we go There's to bed, this is our plan for tomorrow, this is what's happening today. Yep. That, And on the other side of that is the idea of having that kind mm. of um, keeper or diary challenger mm. uh, does not excite me at all.
1: I don't think it would suit you. No. You know, and I think this is why I ask about the stereotypes because – I think it's very easy, sort of probably for particularly generations above us to just automatically assume that someone single in their 40s or someone long-term single that it's um, something that they don't like, that it's something that's happened to them rather than chosen. And I actually think that that's shifting. I think there's a lot of people who go, "No, this is how I roll." I can see the affection thing, like the the physical contact. I can see the 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 downside of not having that, but I can also see the downside of having that all the time.
5: Mm.
1: Like you say, I mean, one of the things I said to you is when I got divorced, is like, I love sleeping alone. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's just a joy to have a bed to yourself.
4: It is. And it's, I mean, I can't imagine not, I, I haven't shared a bed in years. Yes. Yeah. Like, years. Like, yeah. you know, um, even if I have, you know, a moment. Yes. With someone. You have a dalliance. Whatever we're calling it. I don't know what rating this yeah. podcast Yeah, <laughs> I know. You can is. say whatever you want. But, uh, you know, it, it's still uh, – no, I'd never be like, get out of my bed. Yeah, yeah. But it's – it's. I kind of – yeah, I, I need to own my bed space. One, But I watch TV shows, movies, mm. you know, don't we all, mm. uh, where I see couples in yeah. relationships and I just see them lying in bed together and, you know, someone's reading a book. Yeah before they go to sleep and someone turns off the light and rolls over and I'm just like, I just can't imagine that scenario at all. Like I can't imagine.
1: And you don't covet it.
4: I don't think I'd sleep. Yeah. I'd be constantly worried about that person going, are they they okay? Like I just wouldn't be able to sleep. And you're not
1: sitting around every day going, oh, I wish I had that.
4: Absolutely not. No. And I think
1: that's the key. That's the thing that's not said. There's an assumption that you must be laying in bed at night going,
5: oh,
1: I wish I had a husband.
4: Yeah. You know, and no. that's not the case for you. No.
1: Let me take you back to Little Wes. So let's go, sort of teenage Wes. Were you dating?
4: Yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. So you well, had girls. girlfriends.
1: Yes. Yeah, and many yeah. like we. But you... they were a bit more girlfriends. Yeah. Could have been a sign. See, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean.
4: Uh, no, but I did have. I had. Uh, yes, I was mainly. I mainly hung out with girls. Yeah. In high school, and um, and I had some. Boys who are friends that um, we were all, I don't know, we all had something in common, I think, which was outcasts. Yeah, because you were in a country town. Country town.
1: And so you basically found your widows. Yeah. You found your people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when do you start – I mean, you know, you can tell us if you want. When do you come out? When do you start dating guys? Do you start dating guys? Did you have relationships?
4: So that was – a. It's, that was one of the reasons I was able to come out. It's because I fell in love at an early age. Mm. I was not lucky enough, but I was—I fell in love when I was eighteen.
1: Oh, bless!
4: With a boy, yeah. And from your
1: town or in Melbourne? From
4: some, from Sunbury. I grew up in Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Met, met him through a friend. Was it? We didn't fall in love straight away. Yeah. Um, I basically begged him to fall in love with me. Oh. And no, he <laughs> was so hot. Because of that. Yeah, I was able to. I'd, I'd come, you know, I'd come out through games like Truth or Dare, or like. You remember yeah, right. Yeah, like, of course. Have you ever um, been attracted to someone? After yeah, saying that. Yes, maybe. Um, and all of my friends knew. I mean, you yeah, know, right. like this camp didn't. Yeah, was it was an open, open secret. Like yeah. it's you know always yeah. been there. Yeah, I, I fell in love with a guy. Yeah. And we were together for three and a half years. That's a long time when you're eighteen. Yeah, and we yeah. lived together. and wow. We travelled together. But yeah. because of that, uh, I was that helped helped me uh, or encouraged me to feel comfortable coming out mm. to family, etc. Because yeah. I had so, uh, something to. Tell them, Quant, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was like, and, and it was mainly, you know, I have two older brothers who, you know, at Christmas time they'd bring their partners, girlfriends, mm. and I'd be like, I want David to come. I want, mm. like, I want David to be a part of this. Like, it's not, mm. you know, we're not just rooting. Like, mm. I, don't want, I want to have, yeah, we're in love, to be a part of the family. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, and my family completely embraced that, and oh, and, you bless know, had them. A very, very great situation. Yeah. Um, but, but it was because of that I could actually go. Ah, oh, like, like because I fell in love, I was able to at the time go, Oh my God, like this is a thing, like I'm gay, like mm. this, there's a, another person involved here. Yes. We would put on like, we used to have little mini, this is back in VHS days, yeah. by the way. <laughs> We'd have little mini film festivals where he was obsessed with Meryl Streep and I was obsessed with Bette Midler. We'd fight <laughs> over it all the time.
1: Again, a couple of
4: clues. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I think I might be gay yeah. <laughs> I think you might be gay too
4: <laughs> I mean, We went at the Astor Theatre in St Kilda Watching oh. a film And do you mind And you certainly don't have to answer this But why did that end? Actually this is not why it ended there, There's a number of things that happened along the way mm. um, To do with uh, Experimenting with other people Yeah But also we were at a, in a young age Yeah and we'd come out together. Mm. Um, in fact, his again, I don't think. He, I think he'd be fine with me saying this. Like you know, as an example, like his mum walked in on us, and that's how she found oh.
3: out.
4: Like, <laughs> That he was gay, you oh, know, so wow. there's lots of shit. That's hated me, She blamed me the yeah, whole time. Yeah, of
1: course. So you converted him. Yeah. All that Absolutely. shit. Absolutely.
4: She now knows and different.
1: My God, that's a lot
4: of pressure on two kids. And it mostly did because yeah, it because of it, exactly. There was no there was a lot of things that on paper you could put down and go, you know, uh things that specifically happened. But at the end of the day it ended because we were the first loves of our lives and we mm. it was we didn't um, we needed to explore. Yeah, wrong times. Yeah. Wrong time. But now I'm like, he's one of my dearest friends. Yeah, like, I, I every, love He that. lives in London and we I've met up every time we go and mm. we have a little tear every time we see each other and I know mm. we can see because we went through, we experienced something together that yeah. you can't take back. Like, it's, Well, your first you know, love. First love, yeah. coming out. yeah felt like all Living of the stuff, together. traveled the world first time overseas. Oh. Um, you know, Meryl Streep and Bet Midler. I mean,
1: there were yeah. so many things. <laughs> I have to ask, I know this is a brutal question any chance of a reconciliation with your first love?
4: No, no, no absolutely never going to happen. No, and and we, we like this, we, we fight immediately yeah, right. on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in a friend way. No, no. Yes, he's, yes. And he's happily in love with um this No, we don't we, it, but even irrelevant of that. If it, yeah it, it was friends, it's, friends. It's, it's yeah, th- there's no we tried a few times. It wasn't it wasn't we didn't right. just break up yep. in the early days. It was like you kept circling back. Kept circling back. No. Yeah. In fact, someone said to me the other day, like you're still in love with your like. Well that's sort accident, of why like, I asked. Like no no no. No. Having said that, yeah. There's a he's it definitely influenced one of the reasons that I've stayed single for a long time. Not This is not pointing blame at him. No, no, no. But um, the love that I had for him, and it was a young love, mm. but the love that I have is like I, I am uh, scared, like there is a fear mm. about putting my, making myself that vulnerable again for sure. So
1: is it that... No one can compare to him in the sense that you can't get that feeling back again, or is it that you were so devastated when it ended that you don't want to experience that pain again?
4: I don't want to experience that pain again.
1: Right, so it's more the vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. So when you broke up, did you spiral? Like, was it? Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. For how long?
4: Um, what? So we broke up when I was twenty-two. I'm forty-five. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Twenty-three years. So what? <laughs>
1: We're bouncing. We're bouncing back. Uh, but Let's flash forward to your wedding, which will be an unexpected <laughs> word um, in the context of this podcast. You did what at the age of 40?
4: At the age of 40, I married myself.
1: You really did.
4: Uh, not legally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not yet. To
4: be clear. <laughs> uh, and it was before marriage equality, which mm. is interesting. Mm. And I had a lot of friends, actually, who had an interesting conversation um, uh, Comments to say about that? Uh, yeah, at the age of forty, I'm forty five now. i have talked about that a number of times. Um, I went to Vietnam, mm. and I just decided. At, at the start, by the way, this all started because in in like my mid thirties, I was mm. going to do a comedy festival show called "I Take Me," yeah, where I had a wedding. Like in the, the show was about me marrying myself as mm. a wedding. It was a fun thing to do. Mm. You know. And then that didn't play out because I'm lazy. And then so <laughs> I'm not. I'm, we're retracting that.
1: The last thing you are is lazy. But, but I, let I, me ask you this before you tell us about that. Was the motivation because I see you like I've known you twenty years. You know, the way I see you is is a very empowered single man. You know, I don't see it and that's why I was trying to ask you about the stereotypes because I think the stereotypes don't fit most of the single people I know you know like that doesn't mean there wouldn't be times you'd like a relationship but you don't I don't think of you as like lonely or you know in a situation you don't want to be in and to me the idea of marrying yourself and I could be reading too much into this but is is an empowering notion of kind of going
4: I choose me well, that's what it became, which is interesting. Okay. So, at the, so yeah, it was at, when I decided, it was my 40th, I invited a bunch of people and said, I know you can't, like, it, it, whoever can be in Vietnam mm. at this time, including my family, mm. my niece, nephew, my dad, my mum, who were divorced, like mm. all the, you know, brothers, mm. uh, if you can, this is what I'm doing. And I sent out an email and I remember. So – well, actually, so many people responded straight away, saying, can't wait, we'll be there, we're flying mm. to Vietnam for it. Mm. And I had a week of events. Yep. Great, you know, kind of week of friends. Anyway, it turns out, uh, like, about 60-odd people came. Yeah. And – We'd hired out this resort. I made sure I picked a mid... I, I gave people... I didn't pay for this, by the way. That's mm, just mm, to be clear. Mm. But I did pay for all of the events happening because this is why it's smart, is because in Vietnam everything's cheap. Yes. So I was like, yes. you get yourself there yeah. and I'll pay for the catering. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I'd been to Vietnam before in Hoi An and I was like, I'd found this resort and mm. so it was kind of a mid-range resort. But as it turned out, we basically took over this resort. Mm. Oh my and god! It's
1: White Lotus.
4: Kind of. Yeah. No, actually, kind of. Except I.
1: White Lotus for Bogans. I
4: haven't. I didn't <laughs> shit in someone's suitcase. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for those <laughs> that haven't seen White Lotus. Uh, but yeah, and it was incredible. It was such an amazing time, and no one, I think, truly realised. What I was doing mm. until they were there—that
1: you were serious,
4: yes, yeah. but not serious as in because I had—I I must admit I had a few friends, particularly gay friends, mm. who struggled with the concept of marrying myself. This was just before the marriage equality bill was passed because they
1: thought you were taking the piece, or yes.
4: okay, and that was not my intention. Well, that's not how I read that was it at not all. Not my intention, but no, there were no. some people who were like who were in relationships. Who were waiting for the you know mm. and, and it just the timing of it I think because it was it, 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 people were like oh, are you trying to take the piss of marriage even though we're gay and mm. don't, uh, we don't we're not allowed to yet like are you trying to and it's like no 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 this no, is not I didn't it like but that but once people were there and saw it, and what happened is uh, I had my friend dear friend Joe Callahan who was the celebrant there and also event managed the entire thing and she was incredible um. What happened is when I had the actual ceremony on the day was it was me declaring that I will accept who I am for the rest of my life oh. with all of my anxieties, all mm. of my issues. Mm. Uh, and this is declaring this in front of the people that I love that could mm. be there, mm. uh, that this is, you know, that I take me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That I love Wes. That I love
4: me. But I had so many people. who were yeah. like, so does that mean you're not going to be in a relationship again? Like, who are you going to go? Is it legal? Is it on paper? It's like, no, 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 no. Oh. This was just a declaration yeah. of this is where I'm at in my life now. And it's really interesting because since then, when sometimes when I feel really down or I'm having an issue or anything, I have some friends, um, the wonderful Heath McIver being one, who often reminds me and says, do you remember that? Day that you mm. declared that you're going to accept yourself mm. for the rest of your life. Mm. Listen to that again. Yeah, that's right. It's time. It's time. Mm. And so that's that's what it was about. And um, I brought people to tears. Let's just put oh, it that way. And it was really special. 100%. But hundred hunch purse. Oh, uh, come but on. But the the <clears throat> the main reason why truly it came about mm. is because I've been to both of my brothers' weddings. I'm the youngest in my family, and I have two older brothers. And I'd been to their weddings, who had had similar scenarios, but that had week-long celebrations, you know, rehearsal yep. dinners and things, and, and destination weddings—is what we the, call them, don't we? The fam-
1: yeah, all that stuff. All yeah. that,
4: yeah. and I was just like, I, I want know, that. I, yeah, I want, I want, yeah. I want that. I want that experience, and yeah. and actually, not even to make it about me. I mm. just want that experience of having like all the people mm. that I love in my life who can be there, mm. um, s- sitting around a pool, having mm. mimosas and. Talking about how fabulous I am.
1: Well, <laughs> I think you know this. You have inspired me. Like, I've, ne- even though I've been in long-term relationships, I've never been married either and I've never had that either and I always have been quite dismissive of it, you know, I've kind of, I don't need that bullshit, like, you know, bridesmaids and I've been bridesmaid, I don't need all that stuff. And now the older I get, I kind of go, I'll be 50 next year and I don't want to get married but I'm going to have a party. I won't marry myself but I want to have an event like it's that. that.
4: And that's that's the thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, celebrate it me. Was the the- marriage is an interesting term because mm. if I it's it's was about the, the celebration yep. of of me and the people in my life mm. over a week and that was it started out as a theme mm. and it got serious, maybe because of the timing of marriage equality, but also yeah. just because um people I don't know, just because I used it as a theme. And what was so beautiful and amazing is my entire entire um, biological family, that's mm. <coughs> not me crying, I just... <coughs> mm. <coughs> little frog in my throat. Uh, biological family Place might be came where. and got it amongst my nephews and nieces were, you know, the flower people. Yeah. My two brothers walked me down the aisle. Oh, I come sang, on. You know. No, it was, it was really, I, really quite beautiful. I
1: <laughs> couldn't love this more because, again, I know from your letters and your calls, and we'll get to a couple in a minute, how, I look, so many long-term single people and I have a lot of them in my life and I'm actually really glad even when I was in a relationship that I had a lot of long-term single people in my life because I tell you what, when the shit hit the fan and I became single myself, they were the ones that were there for me most. Just side note, yeah. don't just fucking couple up. If you're in a couple, have single friends as well. That's just put a pin in that. But I love the idea of... You deserve the love and validation of your community and your family as much as anybody else. Yeah. And you made that for yourself. That's what I love about it. It's the proactive nature of it. I've kind of got, okay, maybe I will never get married. Maybe I don't want to ever get married. But I want that feeling.
3: Mm.
1: I want my brothers holding my hand. Yes. And
4: walking oh, no, me down.
1: You not. know? <laughs> I, I want that.
4: No, and and, and they did. They really, truly did. And if you're listening and you can do that, I love it. They turned up and they they just – they treated – they took it really seriously to the point where, um, you know, just before we were doing what we we call walking down an aisle, Mm. you know, walked alongside the pool at the resort, Uh, they came up and had chats with me just before and – had the talk that you'd have at a yeah. traditional wedding. Oh, and, like, and it wasn't yes. – it was by no means a traditional wedding and it wasn't meant to be, but it just – they really, really – my family really took it seriously. Like, and they this were like, is too – They understood what I was trying to do.
1: Let's be frank. This is two middle-aged, country-raised straight boys with wives. Yeah. Right? This is – and not that I'm dismissing this, but this is not two of your gay besties. Like this is your two brothers yeah. saying to you – You are... My
4: dad, president of the Lions Club and the football club. And the boys were the kings of the town. We accept
1: you. We love you. We see what you're doing. Yeah. You love yourself. We love you. We're part of that story. Yeah. I love it. If you're listening and you're in that situation, just consider it. Yeah. You know, especially because I know for some people they go, I didn't get that special day... Maybe just do this special day. Don't wait for the day well, that's to come. It,
4: it's, it's, it's weird about it because I don't think I even clocked until the day.
1: How important it was. How yeah. important
4: it was because, again, it was to me just always this like, I'm going to marry myself. How funny. Yeah. Because mm. it was more a declaration of mm. I take me and I just want to have I this celebration me. of yep. of all the people in my life yep. like other people get to do. And, and of you. Yeah.
1: And of you. And I, I couldn't love it more. Like I just think it's a really interesting story that we need to consider. You know, I'll go back to the fact that the fastest growing household in Australia is single person dwellings. Yeah. So do all those people miss out on all that cultural capital that comes with weddings? Yeah. An event. Why should they? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready to move on?
4: Uh, in life? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to move on to the like Am I marry someone else? parts.
4: <laughs> is there another me I'm marrying?
1: I'm going to read you a listener letter. This is just a little bit of feedback Love it. where I'm so proud of this listener. Like normally I can't read out emails because I get too many and they're too long. But I, I really wanted to read this one. So I'm going to read it to you and get your reaction. I was listening to your podcast as I drove to my lawyer to sign my documents. Hearing you talk about abuse, financial, emotional and mental really hit me. I've said my ex was an aggressive alcoholic because he was, but even though it was, it embarrassed me to say it was an abusive relationship because I stayed in that relationship for 26 years. I left and went back several times because I was financially trapped. Last year, I spent a year in my parents' lounge room, but I finally got a rental today and I signed documents, so I'm another step closer to the end of this part of my life. I still have more steps to take, but I'm taking one step at a time. By the way, I met an awesome guy totally unexpectedly and he's younger and amazing. Amazing. How gorgeous is that?
4: Yeah, amazing.
1: Isn't it incredible? Yeah. Like if you think of the amount of shame that people take on, Mm. you know, whether it's long-term single, oh, how embarrassing, I haven't been able to find someone, or oh, my God, I've been in a relationship for 26 years that was hurting me. There's so much fucking shame Like, I love her just going, I've done the best that I can do. This is what happened. I'm moving forward now. Even though I'm sleeping on my parents' couch, I'm in a better position. Yes. Like, good on her.
4: Yeah. It's time and patience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a long – it's a marathon. Yeah. It's not a sprint. You know, any of this kind of evolution of the self, nothing happens quickly that lasts, I think.
4: I was just really proud of her. Yeah, absolutely and it's given me confidence too is completely separately in something else yeah. I was in covid lockdown yeah. in melbourne i was actually at my happiest weirdly. yes and i don't know if it's because the world stopped and i could mm. reevaluate and mm. got myself together financially and you know, mm. all that kind of stuff mm. but i feel like i've come i've actually gone backwards mm. now in a lot of ways because mm. the world's back on and it's like i'm you know coming back revisiting is the world, old is hard. bad yeah. habits yeah uh, And so it's making me want to go and live on my mum's couch.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is what I hear. It's like, again, if you hear a bloody rom-com of that story, she would be the butt of the joke.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, you're in your 40s and you're sleeping on your mum's couch. Fuck off.
4: Uh, Absolutely. right. You
1: have managed to break free from an abusive relationship. You've done whatever you needed to do to get out of that situation. I'm proud of her. A hundred
4: percent. Purpose, yeah. yeah.
1: Sent edge,
4: hundred percent Sorry. Itch. 100% itch. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so good on you. I'm no, not going to say also, your like, name, but, but and, good on and you. And also
4: to clarify, it's like getting out of any abusive relationship, no matter what you have to do, is full, full stop. Yeah. Well done. Like,
1: well done. And yeah. you know, this sort of going back and forth. Anyone who judges that shit has never been either in or around an abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, have a walk in her shoes. All right, our next segment is armchair expert, where I present a couple of memes, tweets, something like that, to you, and just gauge your reaction. This one is—I have been saving this one for your appearance on the podcast because really? as soon as I saw That's it, exciting. went, "Oh Wesley!" <laughs> so this was posted by Pink News, but it was a tweet by Andrew Schleone, I'm, I'm going to say, glad is you say Bolt. <laughs> no, <laughs> he says. I wish we could normalise having a first date where we run errands together so if there's no chemistry, at least I got light bulbs and picked up my dry cleaning. <laughs> I love
3: it. <laughs>
4: absolutely perfect. Who is that person? I uh, need to know them. Let's go on a date. Right? Absolutely. Or I, I immediately went, Wes. That is absolutely. I went on a date once, probably one of few, like I've only been three in my life, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the first date, and do not judge me on this. I'm not judging. I took my laptop <laughs> <laughs> and was doing emails oh. while. <gasps> on the date? Yes, because I was like, my, at, at the time. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, what I was thinking, I think, was the fact that I don't deserve to be on a date. Oh, sweet. So I'm going to sabotage this.
1: Yes, okay. And so
4: I went uh, – my theory was if I'm going to – if you're going to be with me, then you're going to need to understand that I – I work I, all the time. I work all the time. Yeah. i freelance.
1: You were about the only person I know that I would read that and they'd go, God, that sounds like a good day. That sounds perfect. Like heaven, yes. let's go and run a couple of errands. Yes. Let's drop in here. We'll go to the post office. We'll do yes.
4: <laughs> but in a way, it's kind of – I mean, it reminds me almost of um, old New York. You know, people – going to do the launch like laundromat. Yes. Mat. I mean, I'm yes. thinking of shows like Friends. You know, yes. Jennifer and Yeah, yeah. Having a mission I think is a good <laughs>
3: thing.
4: Sorry,
1: but- I'll just, just side note, I don't know if you know this story about me, but I once had a friend at uni and we would do stupid challenges with each other, my friend Mark, and one of our challenges was we had to stay in this particularly scungy um, laundromat for as long as it took for one of us to pick up.
4: Oh, I love that. <laughs>
1: we stayed there for 47 hours. I thought you were going to say
4: 47 days. I was like, what
1: <laughs> 47 hours. And you picked up? No, we both, I don't know how it happened, but you know, God. you have one of those moments where you go, let's go Did home. Did you pick up
4: each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't that kind like, of friendship. i well, why don't you waste so much time? I
1: know, but the stubbornness of it. Yeah. It one like load fun. of
4: washing. Oh, it sounds like
1: fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got another uh, meme for you. I can't attribute this one. Reminded me of a lot of conversations that you and I have. And I think maybe it's particular.
4: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: I really like you, half of me. Why? The other half, of course you do, bitch. I'm amazing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> right? This oscillation between, oh, God, I've got nothing to offer and who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Step off.
4: Yeah. It's true. It's. So, I know. And maybe that's why I'm on antidepressants. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Has it worked? Um, not yet. I'm no, only, I'm only yet. three weeks in. <laughs> yeah, I'll let give you know. In, I'll, I'll be back on, get, bring me back on in four weeks. I'll yeah. let you know how it's going. Um, yeah, it is that. I also love the word oscillation.
1: So do I. <laughs> do you know what it reminds me of? You know, my, my youngest daughter, who's 10, and she said to me when she was about seven, she's like, Mum, I don't want to be overwhelmed. I don't want to be underwhelmed. I just want to be whelmed.
4: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: and same so. in this space, this kind of moving between I'm a piece of shit and I'm the bad fruit and no one will ever want me. Yeah. And then the, excuse me, you better bring something to my life or yeah. I'm not even doing my laundry with you. Isn't
4: it's no, exhausting. It's exhausting.
1: All right. Are you ready for some listener calls? I'm ready for a mimosa.
0: Hi, Nellie. I am Marigold, I want to ask you about having sex the first time after coming out of a long relationship. Um, Married 14 years, recently come out as gay after always identifying as bisexual, Um, little kids, sober. (laughs) Um, How do we do it? It's very overwhelming Tried online dating. It's very hit and miss. It also feels very, very awkward to imagine being with someone else, male or female. But probably particularly more awkward to imagine being with a woman because I think it'll really challenge my ideas about myself.
4: Love to hear from you.
1: Beautiful marigold. What strikes you there, Wesley? I just really. I want
4: to. You're tearing tearing up. up. I know. (laughs) That was was quite stunning. I really Um, don't
1: want to sound patronising, but that's really brave. Yeah. Like to say all that out loud. Most people don't say that shit to themselves. Yeah. Let alone call in, say it out loud, ask for advice. Yeah. Bloody good on you. What do you hear in there other than this fear?
4: I found it interesting um, that she was more frightened about being with a woman.
1: Yes. What do you think is happening there?
4: Well, she's uh, may not have been with many before. Mm. Um, mm. I found that interesting just because I, I w- would have thought the opposite. Yes. But then I'm a male, so I don't know if that...
1: No, uh, I agree. That was my I thought as well. Have,
4: yeah, I found mm. that interesting. I, Weirdly, I'm as equally as frightened as Marigold. <laughs> yeah, no, this is why I because gave I've you been this call. Long, I've, I've been in a yes. relationship for a very long time. So yes. in a weird way, it's like a similar. Like, I, I you know, Babe, I get frightened by... like you're I reading the my mind.
1: Off. This is literally why I gave you this call. Even though it sounds like this yeah. is nothing to do with you, you and I have had these discussions. You know, and again, we don't talk about this enough. You think, well, someone like Wes, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He's, he's lived a life. He's been on dates. He's out and about. He's confident you wouldn't be scared of anything just like her you're also scared right? i
4: am can't believe you just said that because that's not how i feel and i am frightened she, yeah. like mariga like the idea of like again i'm mm. a, i'm a lights off person and probably she also said she's sober which yep. would be even more frightening like yep. I'd, I'd probably i don't think that i've been with someone sober in a long time mm. um doesn't have to say I have to be smashed. I no. just mean it's, it's so. A what's lot of... the fear?
1: Is the fear like I want? There's multiple things that come to mind. Is it performance anxiety? Is it body shame? Body Is shame it mainly? Connection, you know? what? What's the fear? What do you think the fear it could be for her?
4: I think, well, I can't speak for her, but no. I think, I think, um, Without even knowing anything about, but a, a body shame, it doesn't matter who mm, everyone has it. You, you know, correct. It's like I look at photos of myself ten years ago and go, mm. "Oh my god, I was hot." Yeah. Like, how was I not having sex yeah. every day? Yeah. But you know what I mean, and now you've I don't, seen that
1: meme. Like, I wish I was fat as I was when I first thought I was fat. Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, so it's yeah. not, um, and also to clarify too, not just about body weight. No. Um, and not about. Dick size, no. vagina, Oh, so, your like, boobs, or your yeah, what
1: hair have you got? Bit, stretch marks? Just general kind of comfortability with yeah. someone
4: touching your body, yeah. Um, and also, um, performance anxiety, I think, is a thing absolutely mm. of like, am I going to be good enough mm. to, especially if you're used to? So, so, Marigold was in a relationship for a Long
1: time. Yeah, so she was married to a man, I think, for 16 years. Yeah. And I reckon that might be part of it. Like, I think if she – I mean, who knows if she's had um, sexual contact with women before. But if she hasn't, then she might think, I'm not going to know what I'm doing or they're going to know that I'm not experienced or – all those sorts of and things. And I imagine
4: after, and again, it, even not having been in a relationship for 16 years, like you get into a particular routine. Yes. The way you do things. Yes. and Because
1: I was going to say there's straight women who call in here saying the same thing and they're actually looking for men. Yeah. But they're used to one particular man. Yes. And they're used to a particular kind of way of having sex. And like, what if it's different now? Yeah. What if I'm meant to be doing things that I don't know? You know, everyone has these fears. Yeah. Like, let's normalise that. That it's, you're not weird yeah. for having that fear. And um, it, does it
4: all stem down to fear of rejection?
1: I'm not sure. What I hear, and I could be wrong, like obviously, as you say, we go on limited information whenever we get these calls. I've had a little bit of email exchange with Marigold. I think that one of the things, which is pretty deep, but I think she might be a bit worried that she's going to have a sex sexual contact or sexual relationship with a woman and realise that she was always a lesbian. Right. When she says it will challenge my sense of who I was, yeah, I think I hear someone going through an identity, not crisis, but shift. Yeah. And then what does that mean for my marriage? Yes. You know, what does that mean? Like why was well, I it's in It's also it? a
4: level of trust yeah. with yourself. It's like, yeah. you know, coming at, that's a, I was talking earlier about coming out at 18 mm. and, you know, again, I use the word luck, but it's like I was l- lucky to fall in love at that yes. age because it meant that I could uh, start uh, accepting yeah. who I was. But it's it also still to this day, it took a long time to actually go, then what did I think I was before that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Like the change, like who yeah. – like, And that what if I it's not trust, black and white? You know, it's like you am know? I trans now? Like, yeah, like when, like, what is what, that? Like how can I yeah. – um, and I don't trust who I am if I think I know who I am
1: <laughs> yeah that's right if I didn't know Just, then yes do I know now yeah I'm gonna say and I don't want this in any way to mean I'm trivializing it because God knows I can relate to this on some level and I'm not like in any way trivializing it but I would say to marigold it doesn't matter in a way like if you actually do fall in love with a woman and you have sex with a woman and you and it's you know you've come to Nirvana and you are Great, just go with that. Yeah, you don't then need to go back and go. That means I didn't love my husband. We, who knows? Absolutely.
4: We can't wind
1: back sixteen years. No, it doesn't have to invalidate the rest of your and life.
4: That relationship, every relationship, every relationship is a part of who you are. Correct. Like, Correct. For better or worse,
1: that's right. And yes. they all bring different things.
4: So to the yeah. table.
1: The thing I suggest, so I emailed her back because I felt like she, before we did this podcast, because I felt like she needed some information quickly. Um, I The thing I suggested was that rather than trying to go straight into hookups or into dating apps and, you know, into even into lesbian spaces, which she might not feel comfortable in yet, I suggested joining some LGBTIQ groups that were not dating-focused. You know, so whether it's – you know, there's various groups in every state in Australia. Like volunteering type vibes. You could volunteer. You could join a basketball group. You could join the, you know, fucking Rainbow Tennis Club. You can – like get involved in the community in a way that's not focused on I have to have sex, Mm. you know, or I have to find a girlfriend. Mm. And I feel like once you're around more um, queer women, you'll feel more comfortable. Mm. And you'll also be able to suss out then – who is going to be um, respectful of the journey that you're on. You know, you don't want to risk, and there is a risk of this, on a dating app that someone will go, oh, yeah, but I'm curious. You know, like, oh, I'm not wasting my time with the straight girls. What You don't want to be invalidated. So actually get into the community and try and become part of the community before you even think about mm. You don't have to jump into bed. And also
4: you meet people in the community who will be – bitter and um yeah, indeed and
1: like any community you know and and yeah. kind of
4: want to jump as well like yeah. go, oh my god like there's all of that vibe yeah. which happens in life mm. but i agree it does help kind of if anything make you realize that it's not one person i guess like it's not one not one person's going to be the answer no what am i trying to get at? like you know like it's it's not your experience with a woman or or man after a relationship doesn't mean that's the be all and end all. Like no, that may, that may go horribly wrong.
1: Yeah, that's right. you could get. And then find a date on a dating app. It goes shit. That doesn't mean you're not a lesbian.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or exactly.
1: it might be amazing. That yeah. also doesn't mean you are a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to work that out for yourself, and you don't have to work it out quickly. You know, I've, I have a sense of There's urgency. No There's no rush. And I, re- especially in marriage, too many case. friends
4: and things to do in the world, and you can get sex yeah. anywhere you want if you really want it.
1: And it's no joke to go through that identity shift and we've got to honour that. Yeah. You know, like if she needs to do some processing, hopefully she's got a therapist, you know, some good friends, whatever. Like if she needs to do some processing of that before anything physical happens with anyone. I mean, I would say, Marigold, if you're feeling up to it, go and have a few passes. You don't have to go zero to a hundred. Go yeah. and have a nice snulk. Yeah. You know, it can stop at that. Yeah. Like go and explore that part and see how that goes. Do the therapy, do the thinking. You might end up, you might be one of mine. I don't like the categories. Maybe you'll end up at that place. Yeah. Well, you go, I don't need the label.
4: Yeah. Or
1: maybe you go, no, I'm a lesbian. I always have been.
4: That's fine. God, it takes the pressure off when you're not looking, I've got to say. Yeah. yeah. I haven't actually even thought, before we've had this chat today, yeah. Like, I actually ha- I very rarely think about looking for someone mm. or something.
1: So you're open, but not looking. Definitely open,
4: but yeah. I, just de- I, like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not in my Sounds like a lot of pressure realm. for her, I've right? Got, I've got to do my washing first. Yeah. <laughs> <before> I do. <laughs> well, and she's got little well, kids. Well, apparently the first date I'm going on is with someone who's going to go Correct. washing with me. Come she's got little washing.
1: kids. She's obviously dealing with a divorce, which yeah. doesn't matter how I'm That's why I feel like even a bad
4: comedy, because it's like, I, you have a life that I don't.
1: Oh, no, I think it's, read. yeah, anyway, that's fine. She can take or leave our advice. Yes, um, but I do. I reckon you're obviously exploring. There's nothing wrong with that. But maybe get into the platonic aspects of the community first. Yes, start going to some queer events. You know, like I know Is in that my what you did? yeah, in my area there's like northern suburbs. You know, I can't remember what it's called, but like queer women or something like that. I just joined that Facebook group. Yeah. You know, and they do, like, go to the movies or you meet up and go to the comedy festival or have a glass of water Just do that. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to be on the hunt. Um, you don't have to be looking. Yeah. You're just, like, becoming sort of part of the community. And often in those groups, you will be finding other people who haven't felt part of the community.
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: All right? So you'll find people and in your situation.
4: So you're not necessarily finding that a person within that community. Absolutely you're not. You're allies. That's
1: what I'm talking about. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. You know, make a little, like you need a new circle of friends perhaps in this situation. Yeah. yeah. I hope that advice helps, Marigold, and let us know how you go.
4: Marigold, I also just uh, love you because uh, I just do. You've brought a tear to my eye. I, I just really, I agree. I really yeah. like your honesty and vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. You ready for another call? Love them. All this one's a doozy.
0: Um, I've just listened to your episode with Cal Wilson. And I thought I'd just leave this message to um, help contribute to your thinking around sex workers. Um, I'm 49 and when I separated um, from my then husband a year and a half ago, um, getting back into the dating scene was very daunting and I thought that my transition to dating would be helped if I um, used the services of a sex worker. So I um, arranged that and uh, it was a very, very positive experience. Um, He did say that a lot of his clients were women like me, Um, you know, women who'd come out of long-term relationships and weren't quite confident um, entering the dating scene and having sex with new people. Um, That was the purpose for me and it served that purpose really well. Um, Certainly in terms of exploitation Look, this man wasn't being exploited. He was like a small sole business owner running his own business. Um, I found him on a website. He was a um, high-end sex worker. I just like to say that for a bit of credibility. Um, And the transactional nature of the arrangement was actually very empowering. So um, I know you mentioned, you know, that you felt it was a bit... Icky with the whole I've got money, I want you to do this, but actually, it's so transparent that that is the nature of the transaction. Uh, It's, you know, fully everyone's consenting to that transactional um, interaction. And I found it was really helpful um, and empowering that my contribution to the transaction was money and his contribution to the transaction was. A sexual experience for me, which really um, gave me a whole lot of confidence going back into the dating scene. So, you know, um, I think I would encourage in the, in the uh, nature of the Leo Grand movie, um, I would encourage women who are come out of long-term relationships, if it's something that they want to do to build their confidence, using a sex worker, I think, is a really um, positive, empowering experience.
1: Where's Snelling?
4: Into it,
0: into it. Tell 100%. me,
4: tell me everything. Hundred percent. Tell me, what do you hear? I understand. Mm. Have done it. Mm. Um, I In- positive experiences. Absolutely, only yep. positive experiences. Um, with the right. Person with diligence and website, yes, and all we'll the, get you know into what that. I mean. Like this, yes, that. I've done some research, yeah, yeah, mm. um, but I, I absolutely understand what she's referring to with the transaction and empowerment and it's it's what's like with any relationship on any level. Mm. As long as you both know exactly what the yep. boundaries and rules are and you feel safe. It's spelled out. It's spelled out and So
1: what tell me what's empowering actually first of all let me go back. So for those who haven't listened, the beautiful Carl Wilson and I, which is episode two, um, discussed this issue. And I said for me it's a really vexed issue because, you know, I'm a I mean, I'm not that old school, but, you know, I was a 90s feminist. The way that I was taught about sex work is it's subjugation of women by men for profit, Mm -hmm. you know. That is not my view now. Let me be very clear. I think sex work is work. I think it should be legal. I think it should be safe. All of those things. I am absolutely would fight for the right for sex work to be legal. But for me personally, I can't get over that feeling, that sort of issue of, oh... If I pay you, you have to – that transactional nature. And that could be a failure of my own imagination. But I'm just being really – I actually feel really insecure even saying this. Yeah. But I'm
4: honest. I feel insecure talking about it myself, to be honest. Like, honestly,
1: I feel really vulnerable saying this, but I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could overcome my own head about it. That doesn't mean I judge it. Let me be really clear. I'm not saying she's wrong or anyone or you're wrong or anyone else is wrong. I'm saying for me personally, and I reckon there's other women who couldn't either.
4: I think um, there is something in it. Again, it ha- would have to be the right person. Yes. I think or yeah. the right situation yeah. because I've had a situation where it really worked for me. Yeah, and, and obviously did for make her, it made me feel empowered. Yeah, and it made me it made me feel. Um, it took the pressure off, and, and getting back to, I guess, the marigold yeah. situation yes. as well. Okay, it took the pressure off me having to feel insecure or yes. vulnerable because, yes. um, I certainly didn't. It, it, the thing is, it didn't feel like it was like i was going here's money so you have to do whatever i tell you to do yeah, yeah. like there was it there was, it was none a negotiation it's still negotiation and still very um you know again it's about who i you know i, I feel awkward encouraging it because it just mm. really does depend on mm. the situation and and again, do your research, like read the well, reviews. Like, do I
1: mean, let's be honest, globally, the right e- engagement, it, it, it's a filthy industry globally. Yeah. I mean, there is absolutely exploitation yeah. in the sex industry. So, and I'm not saying that's every case, I'm not saying it's even mostly the case in Australia. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But we also can't deny that you need to do some bloody good research. Yeah, yeah. And make sure you're not involved that's in that. That's the thing. It's like, like
4: it's a hard one. It's a hard thing to recommend. It's really it just, hard. I. I, I The situation I had was, it worked. Yeah, and it worked for her at the time. It worked for her.
1: When we had Harley Brain on the podcast, he was talking about. I mean, he sort of said it as a joke, but it was also true. He said if he was ever single again, and you know, he was in middle age, that he would prefer to work on his friendships, work on his relationship with his kids, and then um, pay a sex worker for sexual contact, purely on a pragmatic level. You know, I've kind of going, I, I don't want to be dealing with all of the emotional yeah, yeah. confusion that can happen. And I've hurt your feelings and you've hurt my feelings. And I get it. Pragmatically, that makes sense. Yeah. And like you said, even for Marigold, that makes sense yeah. on a pragmatic level. So I am I have to be, I can't be any clearer that I'm not against it. I'm talking about my own Yeah my own hang-ups yes. honestly yeah. about it i feel like approved well you haven't been
4: single for 23 years no
3: <laughs> so <laughs> true
1: right. true that true no, that no but it
4: is it's and, and and you know there are people that would walk into that situation and be like oh, here's the money do whatever i tell you to yeah. do that's not what we're talking about No. Here, and i don't believe that's what that li- listener was no i agree talking about yeah this was like a very clear i want to feel and it yeah. was a transaction, and we both understood yeah. what it was. She's not picking um, up a
1: teenager on a straight corner.
4: Yeah, right. It's a absolute, completely different it, thing. I it's mean, also I not had shaming. I would, I would suggest if there was pe- there were people who were wanting to go that way, try mm. that avenue mm. for that kind of level of empowerment it's just mm. like. Go online and do research. There'll or be there'll, there'll always be you. Will, there will always be someone who's had an experience with that person. Or, or exactly. There'll always be some way to find out. Yeah, and I get the information. Definitely do the research.
1: First yeah. of all, go and watch "Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, which is a recent film with Emma Thompson, and it's this exact scenario. She comes out of oh, yes, a long-term marriage. Yeah. She's never had an orgasm. She's had a terrible sex life. She's got a list of things she's never tried that she wants to try. So she's literally like, I want to try a 69. I want to try giving you a head job. I want it. things she's never done. Yeah. And she goes through all the things. Like, she's awkward. Are you – why are you doing this job? Are you being exploited? Do you have a drug habit? Like, all the things that are in women's minds of my generation, frankly. Like, if you're a, a thoughtful, considerate person that you're thinking, I, I need, at least need to be reassured that you're here willingly, you know. And then it ends up being a, a really empowered and interesting kind of situation, fantastic movie. What I did, I thought this caller has challenged me. I accept the challenge, right? I thought I'm going to go online and I'm going to do exactly what you just said and do some research. So I Googled male sex worker Melbourne. Yeah. As you can imagine, most of them were. For gay men, yeah, most of them were male to male, and I think this is one of the issues. If you were looking for a straight woman sex worker, you'd you'd you know there's a buffet.
5: Yeah,
1: if you're looking for a guy a male sex worker for women, you're definitely going to have less choice. Um, the first one and the most interesting one I found was a private individual site. The positives: registered service provider. He had a social media presence, so exactly what you're saying. You could see other people. Um, Clearly, he can't know that many people, Yeah, right? They clearly have been with him. The fees were outlined. The rules were outlined. Fees
4: outlined, important.
1: Right, half hour this much, one hour this much, this is what I won't do, this is what I will do. There were photos of him. He comes to you, which I think for a lot of women, especially on a safety level, would be very important that you don't have to go to his house, for example. Yes,
4: if they've got... Social presence. If they've got a social media (laughs) presence, maybe.
1: I mean, again, there's a lot of money involved in this, but maybe you have a hotel. I don't know, but I think a lot of women would feel very reluctant to go to a private male's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, to seek sex work. The other thing I looked at was there was a site listing licensed brothels, right? Licensed, regulated brothels. They had a one eight hundred number and an email. So I thought if this was something that was of interest to you, you could ring that number. And say, do where are the brothels where men work who service female clients? I went for a
4: job at one once. Did you? As a re sorry, to clarify, as a receptionist. Yes, to right. To answer the phone, yeah, 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 yeah I can yeah, yeah. get it. I really wanted it. Yeah, I don't know. I just love the idea of, yeah. of, of it, and I thought I'd be really good at it. But it's like but sex
1: I, shops. You can walk into a sex shop and say, you know, this is how my vagina works. My current vibrator doesn't work do you have they'll know and they're not going to laugh and be stupid and exactly like this number i'm looking for not necessarily even a straight male but a male who services female clients yeah i want to do it safely i want someone who's being paid properly all that sort of stuff can you help me like ask there's a male escort site fuck this was funny i'm going to show it to you later it was like tinder you know (laughs) just like all these photos I don't know how you decide. I would say personally they have to be on socials, right? If they don't have any social media presence, I understand why they might not want to for privacy reasons, but from this woman's point of view, from a woman coming out of a long-term relationship looking for an experience, it would just give you more of a sense of safety to know that they've got a presence. Do not find one on, like, Reddit. Like, I had a look on there. There was – oh, my God. Seriously. (laughs) The amount of red flags, there's no regulation. Yeah. There's no registration. Like, I would be steering well clear of that. Recommendation from a friend obviously would be ideal. And one of the tips I wanted to give as someone with no experience in this area, and I'll put it to you, I reckon, like, on the first guy's site, he had, like, a price for half an hour for coffee. And then it'll be, like, an hour for sex or whatever. I thought... If I were this woman and I was seeking that, I think it's worth the investment to go to the half-hour coffee. coffee.
4: That's really interesting and a great way. Yeah, it's I've never I've never seen that before, but I would. I think I, this is for straight women, Wes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah.
1: it's the safety stuff. Of Absolutely, going, I want to eyeball you. Yeah. I want to know, like, intuitively if I and feel what safe. I want to see what you look like. I want to know how you talk to me. Yeah. Are you going to talk respectfully to me? It's actually, it's worth the hundred bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. For you to feel safe going into the actual appointment. Yeah. I would actually. I want that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just you have, I I want the coffee bit too. Yeah, <laughs> but I think if you're going to go down this path and judge or don't judge, I don't really care. It's individual's choice. And meet
4: on common ground somewhere. If you're going
1: to go the, down this path, so. maybe do, it's no yeah. different to I dating in a way. Great. If yeah. it's your first time, especially That's pretty smart. I think it could be because
4: it could set up a yeah a dynamic, a good dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And you gut, you get a gut check. Yeah. You know, if you're sitting at that coffin and you go, absolutely not, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right? You find another one. Yes. There'll be others available.
4: But do just you know what? remember that.
1: There's so many straight women listening to this right now thinking, I guarantee you going, well, at least I can go in there and I don't have to give a head job. Yeah. Or I can ask for oral sex. Yeah. Or I can bring my vibrator. Yeah. Or things that they may not have been able to do in their marriages. Mm-hmm. Like I can see the empowering part of that. Of going, this is on the table, this is off the table. And, of course, the, the worker gets to do that too. But there's something very empowering in that that women have been denied. Yeah. You know, and, and some men as well. Um, a small counterpoint, and I'm just doing this for balance. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> One of our listeners wrote in and said, hi, Nellie. Yes, I did engage a male sex worker when I was about 30. I left uh, a very highly sexed relationship and the frequency of hookups wasn't doing it for me. I was in great shape and had a healthy appetite for sex that guys my age were not necessarily okay with. The well was starting to dry up as guys my age were more and more in relationships. I guess I was more like a guy in a girl's body at that stage. Anyway, out of some sexual frustration, I searched for a male sex worker. He came to my place and though it was an okay experience, he was obviously feeding a habit. So there was some ick about that factor my natural concerns at the time about my health. But conceptually I earned good money and I just needed that itch scratched. This was pre-Tinder. So that doesn't sound like a terrible experience, but I thought I'd put that in because I also don't want everyone thinking that they're going to have the same experience as our caller.
4: Mm. At the end of the day... Everyone is different and yeah. a human. Yeah. And that's the same in across all industries. Absolutely. There's going to be people who are good at it and yeah. people who are good at their job and people who aren't. That's why are, I'd be looking you know, at
1: someone on Twitter or Instagram or whatever because quite frankly they have reviews.
5: Yeah.
1: All right. We're going to finish up quickly with two segments we always finish on. One is No Shade on My Ex but. So you can absolutely shade. Like what is something stupid that someone's done on a date or, you know, did when you broke up with them or it can be serious, it could be trivial.
4: Oh, I did go on a date once with a guy who did not like the way I ate my food. Oh. What? Yeah. What did he say? He said it was something about um, I was eating fried rice with chopsticks. <laughs> I'm just, Sorry. Just, 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 Where are we going here? (laughs) And it just, he just kept saying, it was something like, he just kept telling me I was doing it wrong. Oh, no. And I really, um, On the first day? Yeah, it just really bothered me because even if I was doing it wrong, Yeah, don't say it. I just was a bit like, Mm. I don't know, don't tell me, like, I don't know, like it. wasn't like I was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or and how
1: wrong could you be doing it?
4: Yeah, like I don't know. So he's
1: nagging you from the
4: start. Yeah, nah, I just felt we're it, done. I just felt an immediate energy of like. Yeah. Oh, it, again, even if I was completely. Mm. It's interesting that I said chopsticks because mm. it's like I actually can use chopsticks. Yeah, really yeah. Oh, well. that's right. You were doing all the right things. Yes. But yeah. it, was, it, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah. Anyway.
1: Do you know what? I went on a date once with a woman who. Um, so, like she did it in a funny pasag way, like sort of made a joke about it, but suggested that I um, sipped too loudly on a drink. And the same, and when I look back, when I look at actually what happened with that particular person, I look back and I go, oh fuck, that was a red flag from the start. Like if someone from the very beginning is picking at you, telling
5: you something when they're like,
1: trying to woo you, yeah. Yeah, Enough. get out of there. Controlling. Controlling, but also trying to make you small. Yes. You know, like unless someone just sneezed all over your face, suck it up. Yeah. You know? like think
4: that deer, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's like just it, yeah, Feedback it was, it not was, required. It was, it was about power. Yeah, no, I agree. It was about power. It's
1: a good tip for people who are dating, especially if you're getting back in the scene after a long time. Someone criticises you on the first date, even if they're quote-unquote joking, Big red flag, yeah. I reckon. And last but not least, you know, the TikTok sensation, he's a 10 but. So if you went on a date with someone usually trivial, he's a 10 but, he ate his rice wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> what would make, now I know you're what very open-minded, minus, but yes. what would you at least go, oh? Um,
4: this is going to be controversial possibly uh, just in terms of – um. It's a safe space. He's a 10 but no but it's it's he's a 10 but he was too nice.
3: Oh tell me lot. tell yeah. me
4: more. It says a lot, doesn't it? Um what? what's wrong with being nice? No, too uh it frightens me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my own yeah. insecurity. And that's sorry, right. And
1: you know issue. that. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's like it's, he was too lovely or fr- no <laughs> lovely's not the word. Nice probably isn't the word. Like that too. Um Interested, comfortable to uh, on a first date is that we yeah. talking about on a first yes. date? Yeah, 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 yeah. Too if it's too too keen, too keen. Yeah. Yes, I I would be wary of that.
1: I mean, there's too keen where you go and my bunny boiler territory, but that what you're what I'm hearing from you is you're saying you sort of almost expect them not to like you. Yeah, and if they do like you, like this is us.
4: Yes. Oh, darling. The keen is uh, no, but keen is actually part is actually the right word yeah. I think because part of it is is going like if you're too keen or into it, then you're more into the idea of a relationship than than what I'm looking for. I am, yeah, yeah. There's a part of that. Yep. Um, but also it is it's that you know I'm again 23 years single. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's just so foreign to me. Yeah. The, the date scenario. So yeah. it's like I wouldn't if. But if they were a bit too into me, and even if they were like the, the literally like the hottest, yeah, whatever your version of hot is, yeah, person on the planet, and they're a bit too into me straight away, I'd be like, mm. what, what's going on here? Well, what do you and want let's from be me?
1: honest. If you ha- and there'll be plenty of people listening in this case, in this position, if you have been on dates that have ended up being either hurtful or disappointing, and you've done that for a lot of years. You'd have a natural defensive – defense mechanism, Mm. right? But then there's also – this is where this shit gets hard because it's like levels of – it's like it's not black and white. Someone who's too keen is off-putting. You know, like that actually genuinely is scary.
4: Don't get me wrong too. I don't want like someone to treat me like an asshole. No. I don't mean that. It's You want to be whelmed. I want to be whelmed. Oh. (laughs) It's true though. I know, I get it. I just want it to be honest and true. No, I just I feel believe like if, I worked, if, if, if yeah. I'd be very wary, like say mm. we're on a first date now mm. and I walk in, I sit down and go, Hi, where's mm. So nice to meet you. It's mm. a thing, and oh my God, you've got, you, you're incredible. Mm. Oh You'd my God, like, I'm so excited. So excited. You'd yeah. be like, You're either.
1: Yeah, you don't like, know me yet.
4: You don't know me yet. Yeah. Well enough. To I totally know that. agree. Yeah. And
1: that, I. Kind of had a couple of situations like that and I didn't like it. Mm. I agree with that. Like, obviously, you want to be treated nicely, but you don't want someone like falling over themselves either. Because I think, but you don't know anything about me. Mm. You know, I could be an asshole. Yeah. You know, I guess it speaks to a level of desperation potentially. Mm. Um, Yeah. Too
4: much hope. (laughs) Too much hope. (laughs) Like, hope is great, (laughs) but like, you know what I mean? That's going to be
1: the promo for this episode too Too much hope. hope. Oh, we're snelling. with the hope. I adore you.
4: I adore you. Love you so much. Everyone Thank thinks you. we're brother and sister.
0: I know. And we are. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
4: Huh. We are
3: we are. We are. Uh, we we're not are biologically.
1: I got all my sisters Just and brothers near. with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the caravan Will you come back? I would love to You you have give very sage advice I'd love to have you back
4: We'll take photos Beautiful Love you Wes You too
2: Dear Nelly I could use some advice Dear Nelly Yes yeah, some help would be nice Dear Nelly I'm eager to hear your point of view Dear Nelly There's a lot to explore Dear Nelly When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly So I'm hoping we can talk
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy. And you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the producer boy creative production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human is also a brilliant real estate buyers advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to ACAST and all the team. And lastly to you, without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd
3: really appreciate it. Love yes.